And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Hey boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. Welcome back. Um, as promised, we are going to pick up right where we left off with this um, Unearthed Gym Part 2. Now, if you missed last week, uh, here's kind of a brief rundown of what happened. We are in the process of upgrading the Jazel Modcast Podcast Network 2.0, which means that we're moving our server to the SoundCloud um, just because they offer better pricing and they have more uh, bandwidth servers, and it's just a better business move overall. So we are in the process of upgrading, and as we're upgrading, I'm uploading all our old shows. Uh, from our previous server. Well, actually, what it was is I had to go in and download all our shows to a external hard drive. Now I'm uploading them to the new server. Anyway, in the process of downloading the shows and uploading them, I found a handful of uh, podcasts that never got published. Now, there's one, like I mentioned last week, that's uh, what we think for some reason never went up. Um and there's actually two that I wish, and I, I went in to listen to them. They were the quality was really weak, and that's why. And there was actually two episodes of "Don't uh, Get Us Started" with Sadie Burbank and my my late wife Lacey Montoya. And I wish that I I could do something because I would have loved to share that with you. You know, at this point we don't get no new content from Lacey because you know she's no longer with us. So. In order to, I, it was just too rough. And I wish um, I, I could have done something because even though it was really rough, I, I got to listen and um, I enjoyed it. I bawled like a baby because these are words that, you know, sentences and, and topics that Lacey and I have never heard her talk about. So it was like something new from, from beyond the grave. It was really, it was really sweet and heart touching but the quality was just too weak so i just let it go and i just kind of set it aside and i'm gonna save them for my own personal reasons but the best one that we had was an episode of who's the boss when i brought in as sadie burbank and with sadie and i we sat down and we talked about the business we talked about you know i, I think like the movies and the books and the podcasts and and of course, we talked about the CNN article, and then Terry D. Shear popped in, which was awesome because you know that's something new, kind of like with the Lacey issue. Terry's no longer with us either, so it was like get to hear something from the grave because I don't remember this podcast. Um, and I think it was that we never published it because of the quality. I think back then we were still using the USB mics and we hadn't upgraded our system, so it kind of sounded kind of kind of crappy. 
but because of the technology and the editing program that I have today, I can make that particular podcast sound better. So I put out the first part of it last week, and this week I'm giving you the second and final piece of this, and we're calling it the Unearthed Gym Part 2. So as usual, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Yeah, this guy, this guy has tried to get you to publish something somewhere along the line. I don't know whether through MythWorks for the online magazine or what. Right. Somewhere along the line, he has communicated with you with a piece of his magic. And we all know how magical he is in the written word. Right. Well, any of us that have read it do. Uh, and gotten turned down or not accepted and is retaliating. I bet you five bucks that's what it is. I might even go ten. Um, it's got to be something like that. It's got to be. He's so fucking defensive. And it, it, it you know, I and mean, it did hurt. I mean, and like, like I said, it, yeah, it, it, you know what? It did. It now that I read it again, uh-huh. it shouldn't have hurt. It shouldn't have hurt because obviously he has an axe to grind. He is upset about something you did to him. It and and he's. He says it's because he's upset about what you did to MythWorks. Right. Why would he care what you did to MythWorks? Right. That's what, true. What would his what what is his motive for caring? Unless he is in his mind somehow a part of the MythWorks that you did it to. Right. That makes perfect sense. I didn't have never even thought of it that way. I hadn't either until we went over it again, and I'm like, no, this this is huh, this is garbage. It's not just garbage. It's not just his opinion about a move you made. It's a, it's a tirade, an accusation against you for having made the move that now has has killed MythWorks. And why does he care? Anybody that you know of that was associated with MythWorks you can doesn't, tell I'm trying to run doesn't it through my give head, a shit. Huh? Okay, doesn't give a shit. Sarah, no. you're still friends with Sarah. Yes. Um, Terry. Yes. Fucking lives here. Okay. Uh, how many? You know, there's one author I can think of. If you think real hard, you'll think of her too. Um, in a faraway land who I know personally was upset with you, uh, There, it's possible there's a connection there. In a different country. Yeah. It's possible there is a connection there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I, I forgot I, about that one, too, yeah, actually. I only know one other uh, that I am personally associated with, and I absolutely know it's not from that source. Right. Uh, so... If we were to look at the body, the 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 um, components of the body of MythWork, right? The human components of the body of MythWork, and and say, okay, among them, who could this be? There's... We know who it isn't, right? Of a certainty, we know who it isn't. So that leaves at least one, possibly a couple of others, that it could be. Right. 
Because I'm trying to remember. The timing. <laughs> I remember right? I got this. and I, I, I know this sounds bad, but this is how I date things. Mm-hmm. Um, around that time, it mm-hmm. was how I dated. It was before my dad died or after my dad died. Hey, it's a convenient uh, landmark in your time frame. And I'm trying to remember, because, you know, I know exactly what year, what date it was. So Mm -hmm. that's how I'm able Mm -hmm. to, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Well, I think that was before. Okay. Because I know when your dad died, too. Right. I think it was before that. Okay. And uh, in terms of this particular uh, situation that we're discussing tonight. Yes. Parallel. Makes sense. But there was this one. I'm trying to remember what it was. But I remember he sent me this huge fucking novel. I mean, it was huge. Like an epic novel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to go print it out. Mm -hmm. And it was like ridiculous size. So I just decided to open up and start reading it. Mm -hmm. And I think I only got like a half a page in. Page. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't even think it was a full page. I got like a half page in. There's another candidate right there. But I'm trying to remember when that was. Yeah, no, I don't know because I don't remember you mem- mentioning it to me. It's possible you did, and I just don't remember it. I am getting a little cold. Can you turn the fan down? Sure. Please? I'm sorry to interrupt the program with that, but we have an overhead fan on here that's uh, w- very effective. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's... Oh, you're welcome. Probably 54 degrees outside and probably 58 <laughs> degrees inside right now. So that's enough for me. Uh, anyway, um, I don't remember the timing of that particular uh, episode you just discussed, but um, I, I do think that whether you could pin it down at this point in time or after a lot of mental researching, going back and trying to figure out <sighs> who it can be, I think that's what you're looking at. I'm, I seriously do. I think you're looking at somebody who's disgruntled over something that they perceive to be a personal, uh, assault. Yeah, because. Seeking retaliation. There was a writing group when, um, when Russo was running things. He, he attached himself to writing, but these guys were like in Indiana though. And I was going to say, I know that they sent in a lot of stuff. You well, know, but that just, was a group, you right, say. Right, right. Yeah. And so not probably involved. Uh, I don't see this as the work of a group. No, just This individual. is the work of somebody sitting down to their typewriter or their keyboard going, well, I'll get even with this son of a bitch. You know, uh, looking for the opportunity, by the way, I would I would say, because... Uh, in order to even have an inkling of any of the the things he's discussing, he had to have been listening to the podcast. Yes. That's the only way he would have found these things out. Well, in, in any sort of timely fashion to make the comments that right. he's making here. So he's listening to podcasts because he knows you. Okay. He knows who you are. That's why he's listening to the podcast. We could we could play detective on this one. Oh, seriously. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, this guy. Jesus, I hate to think this guy is going to be in a mall somewhere with a gun someday, but it's certainly possible. Um. Anyway, um. He's listening for a reason. 
And when he hears this podcast where you're talking about, where we were talking about MythWorks and, and why it had to go and how it was going to go, he snapped. Right. That, that's almost, that's really unnerving, actually. Yeah. That is unnerving. Yeah. Think how fun it'll be when he hears this. <laughs> um, well, I, anyway. But you know what? It, it's, I really think that's what we're dealing with. I think we're with somebody who's upset for some reason. Some perceived notion right. that he's been rejected, he or his work, which is basically the same thing. You know that as a right. writer. You're, you are your work. Yes. So he perceives he's been uh, attacked personally and rejected personally by something that was done in the most impersonal way possible. Because when you read a submission, you're not frequently paying any attention to the name of the author or anything no. else. You're just reading for content. Yes. Is it decent? Will it, Does it read? Is it interesting? Have they caught me in the first paragraph or not? Right, exactly. You know, and if they haven't, and if they aren't, then it gets tossed. That's just that simple. It's not personal at all. No. It it never is. It never could be. I don't care who would submit. The president could submit. And if I didn't like the way it read, I'd have to throw it in the garbage. Yeah. And I love the president. I think he's the bee's knees. But I would have to say, geez, dude, you need to try again. This isn't working for me. Well, so, if I that is know. the case, if, if I've rejected somebody, Mr. Almond, if, if I rejected you, it's purely business. Well, it's, and, and it's nothing personal. Yeah, it's, it's, and, uh, oh. We know, you and I know, we don't expect everyone to love everything we've done. Right. I'm not sure Mr. Amon knows that. It may be, like, when he hears what I have to say about his writing skills, you know, he's going to think I'm attacking him. <laughs> you know, He'll take and, away that nice comment yeah, he said about seriously, you. I'm not. I am attacking your writing skills on account of they suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> But that's, you know, I have no degree in English literature. Right. I have no degree in English language skills. But I'm 73 years old. I've been around a while. I am well-educated. I do have a degree. It may be a medical degree, but I've fucking got one. Absolutely. Okay. And I do speak the King's English with some dexterity. <laughs> I have a rather extensive vocabulary, and I know how to string verbs, adverbs, and nouns together with pronouns, adjectives, and whatnot, dangle a few participles, and I have a, an actual sentence that makes sense. Right. I know how to do that. I'm glad you I also know how to not do it, and I also know when I read something that isn't done properly that way, I recognize it, okay? And so that is the basis of my judgment against this individual's writing skills. Right. Purely and, that, and nothing more. And I'm, I'm going to read... As it's written. I'm not going to... Yeah, please do. Read as it's written. If you can. It's really hard to... 
read out loud. You heard me trying, and I was stumbling over it. This is the new article. Yes. Okay. In, uh, put out January 13, I think you said? Uh, 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. I blew it up so I could read it. Mm-hmm. You see the size better. Yeah. I think it's time for me to get new glasses. It seems like it's been harder for me to see the words lately. <laughs> had to blow it up higher, bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. It's either get new glasses or a bigger computer screen. <laughs> well, I was going to say, remember when we first started podcasting, I didn't have to blow it up. I could just read it off the screen. Oh, yeah. But I now I'm having that. to blow it yeah, up. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. Well, this is again by Mr. Almond. Um, and the title of this is With Jazomon Production in Place is David K. Montoya set for a huge comeback in 2014. Um, let's just start with the title. Where did I go to make a comeback? <laughs> well, in his mind, you went away, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, let's just face it, uh, folks. 2013 was probably one of the busiest years I have ever had. And ever. the most successful. Yes. Podcasts were hugely successful in 2013. Yes. Hugely. So, uh, maybe he thinks that when you killed MythWorks, you killed everything else. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, you're asking me to interpret the rantings on paper of an individual whose motives I highly question. So, don't expect much in the way of a defense of his actions from me. But let's continue. Okay. Paragraph one. Yes, I'm breaking this down into paragraphs and you'll find why. It has almost been a year since I did an article about David K. Montoya and the collapse of the company he built from the ground up. In fact, if truth be told, I for in truth be told, I forgot about the pin name account I wrote it under. Oh, see I didn't catch that until now. He says it right there. That's not his name. A pin name. He's writing under a pin name. And because it says, truth be told, I forgot the pin name account I wrote it under, which is this one. He wrote it under this account. I was impressed with the feedback I received. Uh, let's start over again okay. now that you've said that. Start with the, the, the paragraph again. Because I got lost. Okay. In fact, if truth be told... I forgot about the pin name account I wrote it under. Is that how the paragraph starts? Oh, no, no, no. No, the, start, the, start the paragraph oh, okay. over again. It has... Yeah, that's it. Let me, I'll scroll up there for a second. It has almost been a year since I did an article about David K. Montoya and the collapse of the company he built from ground up. In fact, truth be told... I forgot about the pin name account I wrote it under. I was impressed with the feedback I received and the shares on Facebook I found when the article first came out. That's paragraph one. I would like to see those. The shares? Mm-hmm. On Facebook that he received? And the what did the the, 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 the what did he got? What does he say? The the response he got? He was impressed by the feedback he received in the shares on Facebook. Yeah, what kind of feedback did he get from who? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I. No problem. 
Okay, the whole idea was to read this thing through so people could get uh, an idea of what we're trying to dissect here. Right. So let's continue. We're actually just trying to make sense of this. That's what I mean when I say dissect. We're trying to uh, cut it open and see what the fuck he's saying because on the surface, it isn't clear. But like I said, that was almost a year ago. I have sat back and watched... Or listened, as the case may be. Shh. But like I said, that was almost a year ago. I have sat back and watched, or listened, as the case may be, over the past 12 months. Although I stand by my article I did about Montoya and Mythworks, I will admit that I overlooked something. That's the second paragraph. While Montoya has a reputation about claiming, calming, calming, he has a reputation about calming, he does not know what he's doing in the land of business and corporation. Truth be told, he knows exactly what he's doing. I I don't get that one at all. I wonder if he saw the coming doom in the publishing market with people turning to self-publishing with companies like Outskirts Press, Zulon, mm-hmm. X-U-L-O-N, Zulon mm-hmm. Press, and Author House, there is little or no need for traditional publishers, especially an independent traditional publisher like Montoya's MythWorks. Next paragraph. I find it interesting that Montoya, although he said he would never do it again, published uh, <clears throat> published a book through one of his brands called. <coughs> excuse me. It's he put G is G, but it's actually G I S G. That's mm. uh, the Christian brand publication. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, which was by all standards, a commercial failure according to the circulations firm here in Florida. Which is nonsense because that sold more than anything you published. Didn't you tell me that at yes. one point? Yes. And I don't know what circulating firm he's talking about. But hey, anyway, continue. I also... No, sorry. That's me trying to fix it mm-hmm. in my head. Also, I have learned that he was a book producer for Zombie Works publications. I'm curious if he does that I'm curious if he does this to keep his finger on the pulse of the industry. No, um but don't no. don't don't try to respond to it. Okay. Go ahead and read it through. Okay. Cuz we'll never get through it otherwise. <laughs> But just because he wasn't publishing books doesn't does not mean the man was not busy. Quite the contrary, actually. I mentioned the Jaisalman Productions towards the bottom of my previous article. I did this because I was confident that it would go nowhere since the company was centered around what Montoya wanted to do and not what was the best for the company. In other words... I thought it was going to go to to last more than a few months. I am a man enough to say when I made a mistake and was wrong. Zoe. 
I well, I can see the back here of our voice. Mm-hmm. And as I have a pause and, and the, the mm-hmm. meter's going up like that, mm-hmm. I know it's getting all background music. Or not music, but noise. Sorry. In other words, I thought it was going to last more than a few months. I am man enough to say when I made a mistake and was wrong. And I was wrong about Jaisalman Productions. While it does not seem like anything special from the outside, it is what is on the inside that matters. In a recent podcast, Montoya explains that Jaiselmon Productions is named after his two kids, Jaden, Zoe, Montoya. I have to put this in though. My daughter's name is spelled Z-O-I-E. Just I, I had to fix that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Jaiselmon. Originally, David K. Montoya left his thriving MythWorks Corporation to start Jaiselmon in 2012. Montoya decided that Jaiselmon Publications would be what was needed to start. Jaiselmon Publications would be what was needed to start the motor for his new endeavor. He released e-stories that were and still are free for anyone to read, which is which was September 2012. The following month, a short story, Sleepy Hollow was released. <laughs> Don't try to figure it out because you can't. Just read it the way it's written. Oh, you see the perplexed look. Yes. <laughs> it's the same one I have when I read it. Okay. <clears throat> but it would be the following month that would get Jaiselmon's corporate motor running. On the front page of Jaiselmon.com, there were how two now two choices to pick from. Jaiselmon Publications and this thing called Jaisel Modcast. It would take some time before it was running on all cylinders. The first couple of months, they offered four programs to listen to, again for free. Those shows were Sibling Rivalry, which would later be rebranded as C-Red. We all know it's C-Red. With Montoya and Chief Creative Officer and her boyfriend, Wynn and Burbank with Montoya and S. Sadie Burbank, who is the financer of the endeavor she mentions at least once a month. She also is, in my opinion, the best speaker of the whole bunch, but I will, I had to take a breath in there to get back to her in a minute. Okay, I almost passed out reading that whole thing. Like I said, I tried to read it as... For want of a period, you lost your breath. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then Montoya did a program called Who's the Boss, which I always found funny because he talked about the glory days of the company he had ditched to make his new on, and then there was Saturday segments. I'm... <clears throat> okay. Just keep going because I... It's hard to read and not correct it as yes. you're reading. I know. But it would not be until January of 2013 that I felt the Jaisal Modcast would start getting on the right track. When Montoya's right-hand man, Terry Desher, came back the crew with two shows of his own, I was familiar with Shear and his work on Herotica magazine. I had always wondered if 
let's see. I had always wondered if the persona in the pages or page of Herodica was one set in fantasy or real life. I was pleased to learn that Shearer was indeed as dark of a person in real life as he was in Herodica. I really got caught up in his shows. He even brought his Reaper Rick persona with him to do his own podcast called News, Views, and Reviews. Over the coming months, people would come and go. <laughs> Isn't parenthood wonderful? <laughs> Over the coming months, people would come and go, but the center unit of Jaisal Modcast remained. One of my favorite shows was What We Think, which was a spinoff of Win in Burbank where Montoya would run rant about celebrities and the idiotic things they would do, and Burbank would play devil's advocate in attempt to justify I had to take a breath what the celebrities had done. While in recent months the program has taken a turn where the two t- <coughs> sorry While in recent months the program has taken a turn where the two talk about one topic, I find it humorous how she or her, Burbank and Montoya, try to position themselves to get a a word edgewise. Like I mentioned earlier, I think Burbank is the best speaker of the entire Jaisalman crew, and I think she should ditch the people she records with, Montoya and what we think and Lacey Montoya and don't get us started and do a show yourself answer questions from listeners that way you do not have to stop be stopped by your co-host with their two seconds of thought and go straight through with no interruptions God is Sorry, I'm like bitching on air about how long it is. Mm. Okay, here we go. There, no, yeah. During the later months, I noticed a way to download the podcast from the iTunes store and then a way to listen it there programs on smartphones with a partnership with Stitcher Radio on demand and being offered through other podcast providers. They were slowly growing, and the content was being better. We all can see that Jaisalman Productions is almost where it should be. With their one-year one-year anniversary behind them, and the announcement made on their podcast about a forthcoming animated movie, live-action film, and Jaisalman Publications is gearing up to release their first paperback which is an autobiography about Montoya's life and and all the while Jason Mond will continue to release podcasts six days a week. I planned on having my book in hardback. Just to throw that out there. I don't know where you got the paperback thing from. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> I think we're approaching the end, folks. It, yes, and this is all one article, by the way. Mm. This fucking thing is long. Mm. 
It was during a recent episode of Seeing Red that co-host Aaron Illich said something that caught my attention. He said, you make more money in one year during this here at Jaiselmon than you have with the other company, Mythworks Corporation. If, did, let me, I got to interrupt here. Did Did Aaron say that? He did, but it was because I remember the conversation mm-hmm. and it was actually fairly recent. Mm-hmm. Um, he was being sarcastic about it. He mm. was being funny about it. He wasn't being serious. I was, was going to say, because we all know you ain't making any money. No. But uh, hey, okay. I just, I had to interject there. I'm sorry. No, no problem. Yeah, because we, I, I don't remember exactly what the conversation was about, but he, he said something just joking. I mean, A and B, he wouldn't be in a position to know whether you had or if you had and how much in either case anyway. Correct. But, okay. But again, it was just, it was supposed to be a joke. Okay. Okay. In fact, this, no, sorry, my brain, trying to fix it. If Mm. this is in fact what David K. Montoya had planned from the get-go and saw that Jaisal Mon Productions and Jaisal Modcast would be financially more profitable than Mythworks Corporation, perhaps Montoya will be considered the biggest comeback in 2014. I think you meant to say profitable. Not profitable. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, so that's the end of the article, if it can be called that. And, I think I, and, you know, without just really ripping this guy a new one, I just really stand by what I said originally. Unfortunately, it, the, it, his ability to verbally communicate in writing is lacking. I'm sorry, but, you know, if he doubts that, have him go back and reread what he wrote, because I don't think he ever did. i got to right. tell you that. You and I both know that we reread and rewrite all the time when we write. Right. Okay? But I don't think he does. I don't think – I think he sat down and pounded out a tirade and su- submitted it. I doubt that he ever reread what he wrote. Well, I invite all the listeners to to look at this page. I do too. By gosh, and exp- I, I let us know what you think about this article. Is it confusing and hard to understand and uh, illegibly written or be, not? Because to be not honest with you, but I mean, you can't can't understand what you're reading right. in that sense. I mean, illegibly. Well, written. because I mean. I mean, I, I'd like to say, gee, it's a wonderful article because I get patted on the back. He likes the way I talk. But yeah, that's not where this is at at all. No. This article is weird. And now that I've read it again, I'm even more confused than it was last time. I mean, I, just, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I don't understand the whole comeback thing because, like I said in the beginning, where the fuck did I go? <laughs> I didn't know I was coming back. I yes. thought I was here all along. Oh. I don't know either, David. I got to tell you, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm having to stick with my original idea, which is I think this man, or whatever, is um, perceives he has an axe to grind. Right. Where that came from, I don't know. Uh, I I wish he had better skills at writing because I really would like to know what he's thinking and what he's trying to say. Unfortunately, his his writing skills are so bad that I can't tell what he's trying to say. 
even when he says good stuff. <laughs> I mean, yes, there's a few places in there where he says, I like this or I like that. This is good. This is not. But it, in, in Toto, this article is not cohesive. It isn't, um, uh, it's not something where you can read it and say, okay, here's, you know, a, a, a 25 word description of what this article says. Right. I defy anyone who's even, even a second language English speaker <laughs> to figure out what the fuck this says. Because I can't. I, you can pick it apart and say, here's, here's little things where this is what he meant to say here. Right. But in terms of the totality of the article, what, what was he trying to get said? I don't know. And, and even given what Terry says about, you know, you don't have to be a paid writer to work for CNN. Right. Just the fact that they would accept this and pub, and publicize it or publish it still defies understanding from, from my point of view, simply because if any one of their staff read this thing and got anything out of it, I'd like to know how. I still want one of their jobs. Oh. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to berate the person. No, no, no. And no, because no. he's using a, a pseudonym, it's not likely that anybody's going to go to work tomorrow and go, ah, we heard about you on the podcast, you know, because they don't know who the hell he is. Right. So, you know, it'll all be just him taking it personally again. And I'm sorry about that, but damn, you got to learn how to write. And if, and if, and if you submitted something that got rejected, I gotta tell you, this is why. Yes. If you never knew that before, now you know. Well, if I've rejected it, you know, I always put in something, this is why, maybe you should try this, you should try that. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact Terry did that, and, you know, Terry would go mm -hmm. through and put suggestions, mm -hmm. you know, of how to improve it. I Not know. just leave them high and dry. Right. Right. You know, right. so. And if something got submitted and not even got that far, you know, because you get, you get tons of submissions. Yeah, you, you can't, yes. and you can't respond to all of them, you know, and like you said, you, or like I said earlier, you read the first paragraph or two, and if you're not grabbed, you're done. Right. It's just that simple. And it doesn't matter who wrote it. It doesn't matter who wrote it. <clears throat> I could submit to you. And, and if, if you, what I read doesn't get you in the first paragraph, you're going to say, geez, Sadie, <laughs> you better go back to something else because this isn't working. Well, yeah, you because know. nine times out of ten, I'll read what they send me. I don't look at the name. And mm -hmm. the only time I actually look at the name is when I'm like, dear Mr. or Mrs. Right. And I edit copy the, the name right. from the sender and put it there. Right. Exactly. Exactly my point. So I, I, I'm afraid this person feels personally attacked. And for that, you know, I got to say for my part of it, I'm sorry. I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I just know something happened. Right. And whatever it is, it's not the way you think it is. No, it's not, not even close. It's nowhere near what you think it is. And never will be. Except for the part about what I said about your writing skills based on these articles. Cause these articles are not well written. I'm sorry. 
Yes, that's just my opinion. You can take it for what it's worth. Well, I so want to. There you go. I was going to say I want to <laughs> thank you for coming in and, and going over with this with me because I did want to talk about it, but I didn't feel. I felt like I needed someone else to be here with me. Oh, yeah, I don't know how you could have done that alone. I don't because it's uh, it's too it's too confusing. It's it's contrived. It's. I think contrived is a good word. Yes. And uh and not cohesive, not informative, not successful as a piece of writing. So what I want you to take away from this, not only you, Mr. Ullman, but all the people that are listening, mm-hmm. number one, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> First I may be, but he's not. <laughs> Second... It never hurts to try, and I know for a fact, because I've been told this many times, you know, even to the recent stuff I've written, always reread your work, read it out loud. Because you don't know, you know, we both do this. We get to the keyboard and we start pounding shit out and it feels so good and it feels so right and we're thinking it's really good and then you stop for a second to catch your breath and you go back and read it and you go, wait a minute, that's not where I was. Right. What the fuck was this shit about? And you got to rewrite it or throw it out or whatever. So we understand how that can happen. Absolutely. But that is the second step. First, you think about it, and then you type it, and then you reread it. you yes. got to do that. And if you don't type, you write. Okay, whatever your method of writing is. Somewhere along the line. It's either paper and pencil or whatever. But you have to go back and read what you wrote. Yes. And with a critical eye to see... Does that say what I meant it to say? <sighs> yeah, I think I think I'm <laughs> I, worn I, out. Yeah, it is exhausting. So, oh, let me just put a, a, a real quick disclaimer: if you're by one of those chance of people that just jump ahead and listen right to the show and you skip all the shit that we say, <laughs> this is the last show until March. Don't ask me when March because I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, Jayzo Modcast is going black other than the uh, movie Madhouse is going to be continuing to run because they're all, they're on their own schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue with the Flashback Fridays mm-hmm. just because that's, you know, easy, to easy do. very easy to do. And then we come back in March 1st. Mm-hmm. So this is it. Um, uh, we'll have much more content. I don't know if I'm going to touch on this anymore. It's just it caught my attention. We were looking at it today, and I just yeah. To I think it. if if we get response from readers, uh, listeners rather, uh, or from uh, this person, uh, we get response about this article, we'll probably go over it again. Yes, one way or another. Otherwise, no. So for this episode, I am David K. Montoya, and I am Miss Sadie Burbank. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay, kids, that's it. That was pretty good. I I really enjoyed it. Again, I don't know why. I didn't publish this as a who's the boss, but well, it is what it is. It's a it's a scene read episode now, and I'm glad that I got to share it with all of you. And maybe we all learn something out of this. Um, I know I sound like a whiny little bitch. That's kind of what I got out of it. Uh, Be emo, um, emo Dave. No. Kevin Smith pulled that off. I, 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 I'm just teasing. Um, 
So I don't know when we're going to be back. We are planning to come back. We're actually planning on somehow trying to catch up. As of this point, I think we're like 60... 60-something episodes behind, but we're, we're actually trying to figure out a game plan to catch up so we can hit episode 200 this year. Yes, kids, that is our plan, is to hit episode 200 this year. So keep your eye out. There probably will be more content. Um, I don't know if the next show that comes out after this will be another single show or if it'll be uh, just myself we'll see what happens but i'm i'm trying to you know keep it out there you know let you people know that i'm still here i'm still alive uh we have not pod faded i mean there's some things that's happened and i'm sure if if any of you guys have listened to this you know that of course you know Lacey, my wife have passed away and i've lost my job i lost my house i lost blah 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 you know i have a new baby and it's just been really tough. Rebecca and Aaron have been helping me tremendously. And it just, there really hasn't been no time to podcast. But as the baby gets older, um, I'm seeing opportunities to possibly develop into podcasting time. And that's the game plan is to get back into Seeing Red, get back into the Jaisal Modcast Podcast Network, and just live life like we used to all right kids that's it for this episode uh again i hope you liked it i am david k montoya and if you just don't like what i had to say this episode then you might be seeing red see y'all next time take care bye-bye welcome to seeing red Say we didn't warn you.